and welcome to Bible Brothers, the podcast where we read the Bible from front to back, and that's all we do. We also, uh, what's the word? Shoot. I had a whole thing. Read different books of the Bible. Is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. I was just excited that we were onto a new book, but uh, I just, it, my excitement just ruined my whole ramp up. I get that. Now I don't I, know what to do. I would be so bad at that job. I should try it sometime. Why try today? I'm I'm out of it. I can't even imagine how you start it. But I'll, I'll wait, wait. Hey everybody, welcome to a new exciting episode of Bible Brothers. I'm your host Dan Klein, and with me as always is Robert Padnick. Oh wait, I didn't do like what the show is. Hey Dan, thanks for having me. No problem, Robert. Um, so. Oh, you want me to keep going with it? Oh, no, I'll take I could take over. I mean, <laughs> it's well, so hard. I know it's hard. We're both totally out of it. No, it's good. We're we uh, well, we finished Exodus. I mean, I think one of the reasons we're kind of discombobulated is it's always a weird time between books. And now we know what it's like. This is our second time. Yeah, you'd have you really have to feel for the priests and the rabbis reading the Bible in their congregations and in between books, you know, just kind of walking around the grounds being like, how do I? transition that was it's crazy it's like a little like if you are like a have like a you've been working on a creative project like you're mm-hmm. an author and you finished your book and it was like that was your whole thing and then it's like well that now what it, it seems crazy that we could ever do it again again and again and again and yet and again and again and again just to yeah. get through the old testament then there's the new testament then people are like there's all this extra bonus material we got to get through yeah we're gonna be doing this for a long time so Everybody, you know, get ready, stay energized, stay energized. Now, people said that this book, Leviticus, that we're entering is infamously boring. Yeah, this is going to be, I think, maybe even rougher than we're in. Yeah, we're in some for a bumpy ride than the bad parts of Exodus. Well, you know, yeah, I think it has the potential to be bad because I think it is just like laws. But we've mm. done laws before, and you know what? And we liked them sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, compared to some aspects of the tabernacle, I was craving some ox laws. Yeah, or like kill a witch. Kill a witch, please. Throw, toss that in there. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> there's two things one. that are like giving me hope. Mm-hmm. One is that this, I, I peeked at how many chapters there are. There's not that many. It's so, smaller, I know. I saw that too. <laughs> this kind of goes by the Dan rule of I would rather yes. live a short time through a bad thing yeah. <laughs> than a long time through a good thing. It's so awful because I think about how I said that. And many times in my life, I'm still like, and I still would. I still believe that, which is maybe the worst part of it. Well, I think in some ways it's the worst part. In some ways it's good that you stick by, like, you believe what you believe. I know, but I think it's that I I don't want to believe that. You know, I want to have more of a positive outlook on things, but I'd rather watch something bad and short. (laughs) Well, you're going to get your wish. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Leviticus is it. I don't know. uh, Well, what's the math? We do two a day. Yeah, so about, like, the next 14 13 to 14 uh, chap- uh, episodes of the sh- weeks of our lives. You'll okay. get your wish. I can handle that. And then two is that I've heard, I've gotten some outreach, of course, from friends, so who knows, but saying that, you know, in some ways, these boring chapters have brought out a new, like, are fun in their own way. You know, I mean, we all know the panic that I suffered from when Exodus started to go downhill. 
Yeah. And I had a bit of a mental crisis. Yeah, and I lost. I, I sometimes could stop reading entirely at times. Yeah, <laughs> there were times <laughs> where you were reading, but not there. But I, I felt like there was stability to the podcast. I felt like you said, like, let's, you know, keep going forward. Stay the course. Mm-hmm. George W. Bush style. Yeah, and we did it. Yeah. Stay the course. I think so. Uh, either way, I, I felt the commitment really helped me. And I think we did it. I, I, I liked it at the end. And, you know, we, we've said this before, but just that sometimes, yes, episode to episode, we can feel like the difficulties of it. But when you look back, it's like every episode has something interesting. Yeah. It's a bizarre book. Yeah. And I like something. It. There's uh, We love the Bible. <laughs> I freaking love this thing. Two books in. We love it. It's just it's hitting home runs it's it's not always but it's there there's potential there's excitement there's weirdness i mean what more do you want yeah i agree so i i'm i'm feeling um i'm feeling bullish aside from being a little out of it and botching the intro so royally that i'm sure there's only one listener at this point they're gone and the bible brothers corporation is not going to be thrilled about that because i think strictly we have roles that we have to fulfill so back to the gulag for me yes yeah write that down in the notes uh, for the yeah. end of the podcast where we have to take notes and tell them everything that went right and wrong with the show. When we have to rat on each other, we're taken to separate cells <laughs> and, and we instantly rat on each other. Oh, to, immediately. To protect our know, own hides. Robert said this. I'm like, really? Okay, then fine. Yeah, and I tried to stop Dan from saying that, but yeah. um, he's, what can I say? He's out of control. But there's something about the way they pit us against each other that makes for a perfect podcast. Yeah. So hat tip to the corporation. The corporation, you know what you're doing. We love our overlords. Before we get into this book that we really don't know much about other than probably laws, probably boring, we've got some brand new members to the God Squad. Hey, ring-a-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding-a-dingies for meat. Jeff. His name is Meet Jeff. Sorry, it says uh, when Patreon sends me the emails, it says new patron, Meet Jeff. Oh, hey, Jeff. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound like Meet Jeff, like he loves meat, but maybe he does. Yeah, that's what, uh, Jeff, you know what to do. BibleBrothersPodcast at gmail.com. Do you love meat? What's your favorite shape? Say hi to Dan because you're talking to him personally. Do you know any major corporations major that would want to sponsor us? Or famous talent that would want to be on the show? Yeah, Johnny Depp or any connections to huge Hollywood celebrities or just business moguls. And of course, you have the power to say stop and end the whole podcast forever. Please don't, but we can't stop you. That's up to you meet jeff um well welcome to the god squad we're thrilled to have you and then we've got another new member with the lamech number seven dollars 77 cents hey meet rachel meet rachel it's our second rachel but our first meet rachel Mm-hmm. rachel you know what to do and is it a rachel it is a rachel a classic r-a-c-h-e-l copy that all right rachel uh, maybe you'll make friends with the other rachel yeah let us know how that goes you guys Wouldn't go ahead and connect odd? with each other you might have to guess each other's emails but i went to a podcast meetup once yeah how was it it was when i was single mm. it, was, it was a break in my relationship and it was a meetup for people who listen to the strangers podcast which is just kind of one of many kind of like just like it's like this American life, like stories, stories. How'd it go? It was like, you know, sometimes it's just like that. There's a kind of a unique, I'm sure there's a German word for it. That feeling where you try something totally random and you're the whole time you're there, you're like, this is so random. Yeah. Vandum try. I, you know, it was like, I've, 
I was like talking to just stranger people be like, yeah, yeah, good podcast, huh? And uh, so what's up? Like, what's your deal? You know, just like, I guess I'm here. I might as well talk to a random person. And yeah. like, while you're talking, you're like, this is so crazy. This is nuts that I've taken this on. But, you know, the slim chance that you could meet someone interesting or that you really get along with would be worth it. And just like a kind of feeling few and far between for me that you're like, my life has a little bit of texture and diversity to it. I'm not, this, you know, <laughs> as you're not listening to the person who's talking to you. Yeah, right. I'm like smiling to myself. <laughs> I've added a nice little wrinkle that <laughs> I'm proud. Definitely not present in my own experiences. No, no way. Not me. Just like, this is a good experience I'm having. I'm excited <laughs> to be done with it. Someone's talking to you and you just walk away. Ah, <laughs> uh, what an experience. Look anyway, at me. all a long way of saying maybe Rachel will meet Rachel at some hypothetical Bible Brothers awkward meetup. Yeah, we should have that'd be a great idea one day once the uh, pandemic is over is to have an awkward meetup. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to, to purposely label it just an awkward meetup. Yeah, we'll have lots of like chairs in the way, like obstacles. Bad snacks. Bad snacks. Um, well, that sounds great. Um, what's great also is that we don't know what's going to happen in this book. There's really I don't know like, what nothing Leviticus, to... there's nothing. Leviticus. Okay, I assume it has to do with kissing. Kissing. The Levites? Maybe we're going to meet the Levites finally. The Hittites, the Amorites. Will there be any characters? I don't know. Let's see. Take it away, Daddy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Should I start saying that? Yeah, that's your catchphrase now. Take it away, Daddy. <laughs> Remember, there was a brief time where we were going to call um, listeners Nuggets, which I liked. No, I wasn't. We were, Yeah, we said we were going to start calling people Nuggets. It's on it. It's really? recorded. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Because we said it by accident, I think. <laughs> Listen up, Nuggets. Take it away, Daddy. <laughs> I like, like this it. is a Bible podcast? <laughs> it's like, What's happening? You would think all of the things, like the nomenclature would be Bible-related. Yeah, but... biblical in some way. Nuggets, Daddies, and Bible Brother Corporations. All right, Nuggets, listen up. <laughs> this is Daddy. <laughs> this is Daddy talking. <laughs> Open up your Bibles through... Throw rip rip Exodus right out of your Bibles. You don't need that oh, anymore. Yeah. Toss it in the fire. We're in high school, and that's how it works. You want to lighten your backpacks. To Leviticus, chapter Uno. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, All right, I'm going to pause there. This is very similar to Exodus. <laughs> it's true. Not a huge break, not a big break in time. I'm actually even wondering if, like, this season is literally starting the moment that the last season ended. Right. Was it just because uh, they do that sometimes in TV shows? We're just back right where we left off, which sometimes can be very exciting on TV. It can You're be like, whoa, cool. I waited a year for this and here we are. Yeah, I'm trying to think of an example, but I know it's happened. So anyway, we got the <laughs> Lord. We got Moses. The Lord is still saying things. And here's what he says. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, if any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd and of the flock. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. Eh. So, okay, so... Kind of going backwards here a little bit. I guess we're going to start talking about some burnt offerings. Rewind. Which, as we know, or as we're maybe interpreting now, you know, that just means like barbecue. Now, and if you hear sacrifice, think barbecue. Think Aaron is hungry. I'm praying, but I'm sure this isn't going to happen. Like maybe at other TV shows also like 
start the new season with a scene you've seen before. Mm. Oh, from like a different perspective. But then you're like, oh, we're following this person now. What did they do? That would be really cool. You know, like maybe this is about her. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I would love to see a little bit more her. Okay, so God continues. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into his pieces, and the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. Starting to sound like barbecue Barbecue. (laughs) Getting very specific about how I would like to barbecue. Yeah. And the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order upon the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. Sure, start cooking up that fat, get a little greasy. I'm getting like Burger King commercial vibes. (laughs) Yeah, cooked in, head and fat on the wood fire. (laughs) We use the head. (laughs) Aaron's sons. All your burgers cooked by Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons could be a good name of a fast food burger situation. Yeah, that sounds great. But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water. And the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And if his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep, or of the goats for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. I love that. So not without blemish in mind is with no physical defects, Mm -hmm. which I guess is probably what, like... They're worried about there being like a sick animal or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess you don't want to like that. a freaky, freaky animal. But yeah, no freaky, weird animals. But I also just, again, like thinking about it from Aaron's perspective that it's like, mm, I just want like the best looking, tastiest ones. Oh, yeah. Like aside from like the defects, you just like you don't want it to look weird because you're you're going to eat that because you're going to eat it. Whisper. Yeah, because Aaron. so he's like, well, the Lord, it's got to have no physical defects yeah they're like why it's all the smell it's all about the smell for him smells the same right 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 just don't because i'm gonna eat it yeah what's that (laughs) well i have i have to (laughs) he god said yeah that was a very illuminating i don't know if that was an illuminating episode if you guys didn't hear the last episode yeah mind blower andrew brought it and he shall kill on the side of the altar northward before the lord and the priests aaron's sons shall sprinkle his blood round about upon the altar and he shall cut it into his pieces with his head and his fat, and the priest shall lay them in order of the wood that is on the fire, which is upon the altar. This is starting to remind me of like when I worked at Ruby Tuesday, the restaurant in high school. Like you did? I did. I worked at McDonald's and Ruby Tuesday. <laughs> I didn't. I could see McDonald's. My first job ever was when I was fifteen. I worked at McDonald's as a janitor. <laughs> Really? Yeah, there's a joke in Great News about uh, Horatio Sands being a manager at McDonald's when he was 10, I think. And and you made the joke? It was based off of Tracy knew that I had worked at McDonald's when I was 15 as a janitor because they said I I wasn't old enough to um, work the computers, like to take orders. I feel like you've had a number of jobs that have surprised surprised me on this show. There was another one from an earlier episode where I was like, I can't believe you've had this life. (laughs) His entire professional life. And then were you a server at Ruby Tuesdays? Well, I started off as a host because I was also too young there to be a server. But then over time, I worked there long enough where I earned 
my role as a server. But in these corporate restaurants, there are very specific things that you have to do because they're so, you know, it has nothing to do with the joy of cooking and serving. It's just Uh like how to save money and how to be as efficient as possible. So like when you're learning, you know, there's just a very uh, corporate way of this is how you talk to people. This is how you come back and work the computer system to put the orders in. This is like how fast it should go. And did you do it? Uh, no, I was I was a terrible waiter. Hmm. Very bad at like trying to charm people. I'm surprised. You know, there's something weird to me about the trying to charm people while also trying to earn a tip. Mm-hmm. It felt very false. Also because like Ruby Tuesday's bad. I've never been there. I mean, I thought it was bad. So it was like weird to people be like, what should I get? And my, um, you know, uh, boss being like, every table you have to ask them if they want wings. And I'm like, ah, oh, I feel bad like having to go up there and be like, and, and would you like to start with some wings? What do you feel bad about that they might say like, oh, I guess we have to now. A little bit of that or people being like, I didn't bring up wings. Why are you bringing up wings? Oh, yeah. Why are you here, man? I'm trying to eat my dinner. Yeah. Why are you here? (laughs) Leave us alone. (laughs) Get out of here. It'd be funny if Ruby Tuesdays ended up uh, sponsoring our podcast. I bet you'd have a different, sing a different tune. Absolutely. I would love that. Would love to. (laughs) (laughs) Ruby Tuesday. If anybody from Ruby Tuesday in uh, New Jersey is listening to this, guys, help me out. And last question about this, only because I don't want to go back to this verse, but it is almost (laughs) over. Ruby Tuesdays and TGI Fridays, same company, competitors, competitors one a rip-off of the competitors. other. Ruby Tuesday, which I don't know if they still have it or if they'll still have it after you COVID. You gotta imagine but... TGI Fridays came first and, yes. and Ruby Tuesdays is like, shoot, what's left? You know, the original TGI Fridays is the bar in um, the Tom Cruise movie Cocktail. Did not know that. Yeah. It's like TGI Fridays was like a cool singles bar in the 80s, I guess. Wow. Yeah, and then it became like a family restaurant. Wow. Yeah. What else do you want to know about corporate restaurants? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'll save it. Okay, new well of information from Dan. Okay, we have five more vis- verses. But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Aaron can't help but like help but start to get like a little hungry. Mm. Mm, a sweet savor a sweet, uh, that the, the, the Lord likes. <laughs> and if the burnt sacrifice from for his offering to the Lord be of fowls, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or of young pigeons. Hmm. He's saying, if you got to do birds, make it pigeons. These are the ones that the Lord likes. Is that what he's saying? Like, I think so. Got... Yeah. If you if you're if you bring a bird, better be. You know, a it's like, dove. hey man, you know we asked for a cow, but okay, fine. If you brought a bird, I guess I'll do turtle doves. I'll do turtle dove or young pigeon, but that's it. No old pigeons, first of all. Yeah. No like crows. No crows or um, sparrows or turkeys. Ugh, turkey, get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any of that stuff. Yeah, you can't sacrifice a turkey to God. No thanks, no. And the priest shall bring it unto the altar and wring off off his head and burn it on the altar, and the blood thereof shall be wrung out at the side of the altar. And he shall pluck away his crop with his feathers and cast it beside the altar on the east part by the place of the ashes. And he shall cleave it with the wings thereof but shall not divide it asunder. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. The end. One part of that feels like gruesome, you know, like ripping apart a bird and stuff. Yeah, and wring it out. 
But at the same time, it is just like directions for how to cook something, right? Like you just don't, I guess you don't want like the blood sitting there. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty straightforward. But it just like hearing it written out in this way is, is gross. But I guess it's because people wouldn't know otherwise. I gotta say this chapter didn't do it for me. (laughs) Bad start, Leviticus. Bad start. I was already a little sleepy to begin with and this did not help. Yeah, I mean, all we got is that Aaron likes, he prefers red meat, but he'll eat a turtle dove or a pigeon. (laughs) Sure. Like that was the only, (laughs) truly the only verse that had any sort of like edges to it. Like any sort of like something you could sink your teeth into. The rest was just like very um, hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. The way they do, like they constantly are doing like of the this, which was in the this. This, mm-hmm. next which was next to this you're like Ugh. it kind of reminded me of like an interview with a kid like if you were in second grade and your assignment is to ask your family questions and like the kid would just be like what food do you like uh-huh like and what else would you eat okay yeah that's... just like a hard-hitting interview from like a second grader yes. <laughs> yeah, like what's your favorite food okay what's your second favorite food Okay, thanks. That's the end of the assignment. That was it. Thank you. Thank I you. guess those were the questions that I was given. And... Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, like he likes one cow. word answers. Cow. Cow, turtle dove, pigeon. Aaron's top three meats. A plus. Where are they getting these pigeons from? Because again, I'm still considering them being lost in the desert eating plant lice. <laughs> I mean, I I can only say that I'm on this new kick where they're no longer... That the, the desert is symbolic at this point in my brain. Got it. I mean, Got it. I know I could be wrong, but but there's like there's billions of Hebrews. Yeah, it's like a, they're fine. They're like living in a temporary city, but a city nonetheless. Like I think it's just like it's not the promised land, right. but it's somewhere else. It's not a brick and mortar. It's a curtain curtain tabernacle. Yeah, I mean they've got it's a pop so up. many people. They've got a pop up. <laughs> This is their pop up there. It's like people are coming. It's it's good, but it's like we're still saving up to, uh, to you know, open one up last the big, big push, big push. We want because like the tab because well, I'm saying like, do they even ever get to the place they're trying to go? I think the answer might be no. Like that. It's like, you know how in like Passover you say like next year in Jerusalem. It's oh, like that's like because we're always hoping to get there. It's symbolic. Like they're where they're. Maybe they're just where they're going to be forever. I see. I see. Maybe. I had a question about, you know, the Old Testament and just like Hebrews, Israelites in general. I, reading the, the Bible or the Old Testament, they're obviously at the center. They're like, we're the chosen people. Right. Now, do you think that this is say, you know, you can say it's somewhat arrogant, right, to say that you're the chosen people. Do you think the arrogance to be consider yourself themselves the chosen people came before the hardship of like people hating Jews or I mean maybe it's like a chicken and the egg sort of question like is it all right. does it all go hand in hand were they hated were so they much say the cho- were they calling themselves the chosen people and then they got enslaved by the Egyptians right and then or did they escape and now they're like now we're the chosen people right like it's it's um you know the idea of someone say becoming a movie star that's like I had it really tough as a child and I never wanted to be that way so I had this drive to become rich and famous Mm -hmm. you know is that part of the drive for the Hebrews or kind of like what gave them their the chutzpah to say mm-hmm. that they're the chosen people was it their persecution or were they already feeling that way because yeah, one way is a lot more charming than the other the one where they were persecuted right and they're like we have to you know at this point if say some crazy stuff went down 
and right. they were slaves and they got to escape that slavery, you w- could think like, you know what? We God must love us because yeah, yeah. What, what what it could be another explanation. But if you're like walking around town being like, God loves me and he don't love you, you can see why people would not like them. Yeah, that's a great question. It's like just like historically, I guess, when did Jews start thinking of themselves as the chosen people? Yeah. What's the exact date? Nate? March 2nd. Nate will know. Nate. Yeah, we haven't gotten a Nate answer in a while. Nate, wake up. Does Stu know these things? I don't know. Yeah, Bridget. Bridget? (laughs) Can you guys help us? (laughs) Somebody? Either of the Rachels? Yeah, Rachels. Meet Jeff. You're already writing one email. May as well start doing some research. Meet Jeff looks up from his big steak. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chapter two. If you thought one was fun. But you know what? (laughs) We're, we're cleaving through. I mean, 27 chapters. This is a piece of cake. I know. This, Let's is, just, this is easy. This is nothing. This is you could be as boring as you want. I'm fine. I'm here all day, folks. Totally. I'm just reading Leviticus. No other plans. Daddy's uh, cleaning the gutters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's a nice, slow, methodical thing, but it's a nice thing to do on it's, a Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. Daddy's raking the leaves. Raking the leaves. Feels good. Gonna have a nice, clean lawn at the end of this. And then maybe a nap for daddy. Mm, for daddy. Okay, Leviticus chapter two. Wow, feels great to say it. It's true. Leviticus is, well, what do you like? Well, actually, there are three great titles for books. Genesis. What do we know what Leviticus means? Or, well, there's that. People have definitely emailed us that. But Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, those are three mm-hmm. great names. Is the fourth book have a cuss at the uh, an is at the end? No. Great. Numbers. <laughs> Numbers. I can't wait for that one. Obviously, my leading question is, is it just is numbers? It just numbers. <laughs> I think there is. We've definitely gotten emails from people. Here we go. Yes. Yeah, so like in Hebrew, the translations are Genesis is bearish it. Maybe probably not said that way. But bearish it. Bearish it. Which literally means in the beginning. Exodus, mm-hmm. which is Shemot. Let's just say that's how you say it. Literally means the names of. And Leviticus, Veikra, and he called. So Exodus means the names of? Exodus translates to the names of in hebrew that's so extra random because like then so every time we say like the word exodus not that i'm doing it often but like in when we talk about things like they i don't even know how to use in a sentence they went on an exodus do you ever use the word exodus a mass exodus like yeah mass exodus thank you a bunch of people quit a company (laughs) yeah but like they'd be like there was a mass the name of well it might be like more than one you know it's like hebrew it's like became exodus but i don't know if it i don't know never mind no i know you were about <laughs> to say something really smart I, it's so close it had like the framework of like you know hebrew and different meanings like Things i was and like what I, words sound like might be translating to something different so yeah i give you full credit for that thank answer. you yes yes to, to be close to it's like um a gimme in in golf like you're close enough to the whole accounts yeah, you got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, you, Exodus man. means like other things. Other I things guess, with more words, Hebrew, old languages, uh, different people, King James, <clears throat> Leviticus chapter two. So wait, what does Leviticus mean? I already forgot. Ugh. And he called. And he called. This sounds like a doo-wop song. And he called. Oh yeah, that'd be nice. It's nice. And when any will offer a meat offering unto the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour, and he shall pour oil upon it and put frankincense thereon. 
Ugh, these chapters kill me where they just start with like and and it's like oh wow god's still talking it's true it's just not a way to like bring you in but i guess we have to remember people first reading the bible are like wow god is still talking this is amazing That's good another chapter where god is talking st- i can't believe he's still with moses and moses just taking notes so excited <laughs> every verse in this chapter starts with and and um, that's kind of how I picture it, like God sort of pinching his nose, the top and, of his nose. And, like, and um, okay, so now I'm eating a bird. Okay, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to want some bread with that. So, and, and, and put some olive oil. I don't want just like plain bread. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's riffing. So now he's talking about what you do with the meat and you put some flour on it and you put some oil on it and you put some frankincense on that. That sounds good. Are they making like chicken or pigeon cutlets? Like, I think they're making like, um, what's the one where you hit it with a hammer, the chicken? Yeah. Schnitzel? Yeah, like a schnitzel or uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you hammer shoot, it out. It's, uh, but it seems like yeah, they're Yeah, you put some like That's... cheese and tomato on it. Parmesan? Maybe. Yeah. Something Italian. <laughs> Parmigiana. And he shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests, and he shall take thereof his handful of the flour thereof and of the oil thereof with all the frankincense thereof and the priest shall burn the memorial of it upon the altar to be an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the remnant of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. Sure. Sure, Aaron. Yeah, this is no turtle dove. Yeah, you could do turtle doves, but a nice, what's it called? Bread crummy steak. Chicken fried steak. <laughs> Chicken fried steak is what God likes the most. <laughs> God's favorite food is a chicken fried steak. <laughs> mm, yes, yes, this is important. And, and, and yeah, God is sniffing the whole thing the whole time. Mm. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. And if thou bring an oblation of a meat offering, bacon in the oven, it shall be unleavened cakes of fine flour mingled with oil or unleavened wafers anointed anointed with oil. Wait, I'm, what's, what did you, what's an oblation? Mine says baked bread as a grain offering if thou bring an oblation and you know and if you just you know i'm eating the pigeon and if you just happen to come by with a loaf of bread an you oblation know, is a thing presented or offered to god to god that makes okay. quotes. sure like an obligation if you have an if you're and you're obligated you know at that point to bring some bread but you know don't just you know bring some oil to dip it in please and uh maybe a cake <laughs> this is sounding an awful lot like the olive garden yes yeah um Free breadsticks. <laughs> yeah, like also make sure there's breadsticks. Make sure there's tons of breadsticks and some oil to dip it in because I'm about to eat a chicken parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Not the classiest meal. <laughs> when you're in the tabernacle, you're family. <laughs> And if thy oblation be a meat offering, bacon in a pan, it shall be a fine flour, unleavened, mingled with oil. It's such a weird way to present these ideas. Like, and if you just like happen to be making, you know, if you if you bring this, then you should bring that. Yeah, this like way of of asking for things. Like, if you're gonna do it, I guess you should bring some bread. Yeah, because like, well, that's gonna make me in the mood for this. Right. So yeah, I guess you're gonna have to. It's just like this train of people, like a big, a huge fat Aaron is just like <laughs> mm, mm, licking his fingers. <laughs> he's... Yeah, he's like struggling to get into his shredder suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. barely fits over like his tight his the, chest piece yes his, his shoulder straps are killing me yeah but he's got a nice loose tunic so at least that's <laughs> oh yeah that's why so you could let it rip thou shalt oh he's talking about the baked uh the big ziti or whatever now 
Thou shalt part it in pieces and pour oil thereon. It is a meat offering. (laughs) And if thy oblation be a meat offering bacon in the frying pan, it shall be made of fine flour with oil. Wait, now he just sounds crazy because it sounds like he's talking about bread, but he's saying, and that's a meat offering. Like he's losing track. It almost sounds like. Oh, yeah. Why is his meat made of fine flour? He's getting like his wires crossed because he's hungry and eating. He's like and meat. He's bread, so full. Meat, bread. <laughs> so, so he's making like a sandwich. And also like no matter what, they keep saying if you do it in this type of pan, do it like this. But it's always the same. Do it with flour and oil. He's so specific at this point. But he wants the same thing yeah, always. But he's just like annoyed that anyone might think otherwise. So he's like, look, this is how yeah. I like it. If you put it in this, it's a chicken fried steak. Yeah, it's a, that's it. Boom. Okay, you want to make it in pan? a wok? You want to do that? Yeah. Chicken fried steak, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little Asian nice wok. I don't care. Still make that's it a nice. chicken fried steak. And bring the bread. Bring the bread. Nice uh, side order of fries. You got oil, right? Yeah, when's he getting into the fries? Yeah, potatoes. Because <laughs> yeah, right now he's only ha- he's having chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or pigeon right now, nuggets. Right now he's just having, yeah, he's at McDonald's. Mm. This is a crazy meal. And thou shalt bring the meat offering that is made of these things unto the Lord. And when it is presented unto the priest, he shall bring it unto the altar. Mm-hmm, I bet he is. Sure, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to inspect these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and a little dipping sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and the priest shall take from the meat offering a memorial thereof and shall burn it upon the altar. It is an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. And that which is left of the meat offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. Okay, here we go. Right. That what's left over is Aaron's. Yes, whatever God doesn't eat. And of course we know God only really likes to smell, so I guess he's so he seems done. That's the whole thing. Yep. He's smelling God has the smell. Good, good. Uh Mm, 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 Mm-hmm. Smell good for me. It is a thing most holy of the offerings of the Lord made by fire. No meat offering which ye shall bring unto the Lord shall be made with leaven, for ye shall burn no leaven, nor any honey, in any offering of the Lord made by fire. So no honey. Just, um, it's like him saying like it doesn't go together. Like What's um, that McDonald's honey sauce? McDonald's does have a honey, I think, that you could dip your nuggets into. Yeah, but not here. He's like, no, no, I don't like that. I don't like the sweet stuff. He's not. He doesn't have like a refined palate. Do they have like a honey mustard at McDonald's? A honey Is, mustard? Do they, don't they do? I'm not thinking of just honey. They have like a honey something. I could see that. I, I could see them. I would be surprised if they didn't have a honey mustard. They had a green one that was like a kind of a sweet and sour they have a sweet and sour gosh i haven't been there in so long if i've had mcdonald's it's only because it was like sort of forced on me at a job right i have like people would order it as like a fun thing on like a friday yeah but i have not myself stepped into a mcdonald's well i'm only recently also i was vegetarian for a really long time and i'm not vegetarian anymore oh i don't know if i knew that yeah i gave it up because uh our neighbor is a hunter and would bring (laughs) brought home like a bunch of wild boar meat and we're like well really yeah. Your life is so much more interesting than mine. <laughs> you don't get like, people aren't just bringing home wild boar meat and being like, here, have some sausages. No, I don't know my neighbors at all. I mean, they might be hunters. Yeah, you should ask. And so you ate the boar's meat? Was it good? Yeah, it was, it was great. Wow. I know. It was a great burnt offering to the Lord. Yeah, I guess so. God was smelling it. Aaron didn't want it. So then I got to eat it. Oh, that's nice. Aaron was like, Aaron, you around? Yeah, Aaron. All nope. right. Okay. No, nope. I'm eating it. I wonder if God is going to talk for this whole book. Which would have been really cool had he not already done it in the previous book. <laughs> right. If I had not heard much of this already, this could be interesting. Yeah, like God is finally laying down the law. This is what I want. But he's done that many times. Yeah, I know what to do with the I could make an offering to the God. 
not at this point. I think, yeah, I think I already did this morning. As for the oblation of the first fruits, ye shall offer them unto the Lord, but they shall not be burnt on the altar for a sweet savor. And every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. That's interesting. He's like, don't even burn. God doesn't even just eat these. If you're going to sacrifice, fr- if you're going to sacrifice um... fruit, we're on verse 12. Okay, thank you. That's because you may add yeast and saying honey. don't even burn them on the altar. It's so weird. Mine doesn't really even mention fruit. Huh? Maybe, maybe first fruits is... offerings presented at harvest time, but these must never be burned on. The... I mean, I guess that's what he's like implying. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I guess fruit, fruit is like a crop. Don't cook the fruit. He doesn't even want to smell that. I'll just eat it. Yeah, yeah. Just just bring it over here. God's not interested. Apples really don't have much of a smell, so. But bring them. But bring them. Okay. So he says, every oblation of thy meat offering shalt thou season with salt. That seems totally not important for the smell, but okay. <laughs> don't forget to salt the meat. Why? Why? Well, because God loves salty smells. You can't smell salt, can you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Neither shalt thou suffer the salt of the covenant of thy God to be lacking from thy meat offering. With all thine offerings thou shalt offer salt. And if thou offer a meat offering of thy first fruits unto the Lord, thou shalt offer for the meat offering of thy first fruits green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. And thou shalt put oil upon it and lay frankincense thereon. It is a meat offering. We've got to smell this frankincense, Dan. I know. It's been we sitting really on my I, desk. I want to know exactly what it smells like so I can understand. But it, it, he is basically just telling people like what things taste good with. It tastes good with salt. Put it on everything. You need salt. Salt is, yes, it's true. It's It helps keep the meat. It helps flavor it. You need it. Yeah, and he wants corn. I want a little, Of course I want a little corn. <laughs> I don't want to just eat corn. meat and bread. I need a little side dish and some fruit. A side of buttered corn, like a nice Boston market side dish. <laughs> and to cap off this uh, humdinger of a chapter, and the priest shall burn the memorial of it, part of the beaten corn thereof and part of the oil thereof, with all the frankincense thereof. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. <laughs> Popcorn is for the Lord. And that is also, of course, for the Lord. Well, look, I appreciated that these were shorter chapters. Yeah. We're still eating a meal. That surprises me that we've left one book to enter to another book where the meal. Aaron is still eating and talking about it. And like they're, if, if we're going off the interpretation that we had last week, these guys are probably super high smoking some cigs or cigars. And telling people, like, bring us some fruit, dip some bread in oil, like, let's let's have a nice delicious meal so God can smell it. But don't forget to salt it, please. You want to know an interesting thing from the trivia, Bible trivia? Mm. They say, what is a meat offering, is the question. Barbecue. Okay. And he, here's just two of the answers. An offering of meat. Okay. That's one, yes. Particularly lamb. And then they say an offering of flour with oil and frankincense. And that's the correct answer. I won't even make you guess. Wait, that's the that is the correct answer. I guess my point is like this Bible triv this website that I'm on is suggesting that a meat offering is more about the flour than the meat. I don't. It feels like more like Aaron stuff. Aaron's getting into the. That can't head be right. Of... Now I'm confused. Sounds like we need to write another email. Hey, hey, hey. This <laughs> this chapter. There's a certain kind of boring that's not boring enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's not like this is so weird or crazy or just nothing. It just rode that line for me where you're like, woof. Yeah, it was just talking. Just noise. 
just noise. And also, like, you know, I hate to admit that I got my hopes up for, like, what this chapter could be, knowing that no, there would be boredom, but it really just sapped my excitement. I feel like a loss of innocence. I thought the laws would be more law-like. Yeah, we've had better laws before. We've had much better laws. Great laws. Kill a if witch. A thief, yeah, if a thief is trying to steal your cattle, but the cattle falls on him. Yes. <laughs> That's what we're, that, those are the laws that we need. What am I going to do? Yeah, this isn't a law. This is just Aaron talking about what foods he likes when he goes, yeah. what's, what's his order at McDonald's? Yeah, the best I could say, I kind of liked it when he specified the kinds of birds he wants to eat, mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it when his order became more and more clearly chicken, whatever, chicken fried steak. I also like that, you know, he kind of went down the list of like, fine, if you're going to do this, just make it this kind of bird, you know? Yeah, right. The way he said it was kind of funny. Yeah, it was like a little bit annoyed and impatient. Yeah, if you have to do it, just uh, add some bread. Bread and oil, please, and salt it. God. Yeah, at the end, it was like, oh, by the way, all of this should be salted. What's going on here, guys? Does, does anybody know how to cook? He, it seems like Aaron is getting more and more demanding. It seems like he keeps eating it. Yes, and he's eating and then very he's like, quickly. Oh, guys, I don't even. I can't believe I didn't even say it, but salt. So yes, yeah, salt, please. More frankincense. I, I'm imagining him like Homer Simpson in the uh, episode where he goes to the all-you-could-eat seafood buffet and like won't stop eating. And then takes them to court because they ask him to leave. But then he becomes like a sideshow for them uh, because people like want to watch him eat. Yeah, it's like that. Something like that. Hey, guys, check out The Simpsons. Yeah. And salt your foods. Don't forget to salt your foods. Um. All right. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I Now I, I think I kind of walked backwards into Leviticus. I think I was just like, you know, this is going to be so exciting. I don't really need to like gear up. But, but I, I think I think next week I'm going to come with a really like a plus attitude. OK. Yeah. We just needed to settle into Leviticus a little bit. Yeah. It's a very real feeling. I have it all the time. You know, like you kind of the first day starting a project, you're like, yeah, you're like, this is hard. I was so full of the I like some vision of what it was like. And then it's like, this is the reality, man. It's like the first day of school. Yeah. And you're like, I already I already have homework and these new books. You're almost like it doesn't even feel new at you. This co-home. You're like, wow, I already am like I'm in it. It feels like I've been there for a while now. Yeah. Like just yesterday, I was like excited about what I was going to wear and like my new pencils. But now, yeah, I'm, now just I'm like, like just doing thinking work. about this homework assignment and how to get it done. Forgetting which folder I used for like my math assignment. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm already kind of stressed and bored and like tired. Yeah. Well, let's all go take a nap after that big meat, that salty meat meal. Yeah, let's all digest. Yeah, think and, about that. Uh, and think about it. And uh, yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to keep gonna doing do it. it, guys. We've decided, we've said it right here. We're going to. Let's keep reading Leviticus. <laughs> I'm not stopping. <laughs> We're not stopping despite no emails that have told us to stop. So that's great. I guess I'd love like if uh, Le- uh, before you wrap up, like if someone could uh, tell us what chapter do things start? What book do people what do things start rocking again? Yeah. When do we get to the humans again? When are the humans? Because you've told us when the bad stuff's going to happen, i.e. right now. When's it going to get fun? We'd like to know that so at least we have like something to work towards. So we could get excited. And uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, Thank you, everyone in the God Squad. You guys are really helping us put that oily, salty bread into the mouth of Cooper Peltz, our editor. Mm, Yum, yum, yum. And thank you, Cooper, for editing. Thank you. It's Yes, you're going to have to really chop this one up. Please, if they have a filter to take out my despair. (laughs) 
cover that up. And uh, don't forget to add a little salt to it, Cooper. Thank you. And um, everyone else, you know, keep uh, telling people about the show. Keep giving us those five stars. Keep reading your Bibles. Yes, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.